1 Corinthians chapter 9. I'm going to begin reading in verse 24. Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They, get, they do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. Um, tonight, we, last week we finished a, a series that we had done. Um, in the process of praying it through, we're still kind of praying through where we're going to head next. Sometimes it's a little difficult, um, but we're working on that. We're, we're trying to get that so that next Wednesday night we have a new thought process series kind of for you. Um, I didn't think you wanted to hit the 10 plagues um, or, or the, you know, something like that. So, um, but we want to make sure that we're giving you relevant stuff that'll help you in life, um, not just something to, to fill a time slot, if, if that makes sense. And, um, and so tonight, I just, this is something that'll be kind of stand on its own, something that's separate. Um, and, and tonight, I just, I just felt like um, as I was studying this afternoon and this morning and, and putting some stuff together, I um, wanted to give you some thoughts. Most of you know me um, and know that I am a sports nut, and uh, I like sports. I've been involved in sports my whole life. Um, I've been on a lot of sports teams. I've had the privilege of being on teams that were very successful. Um, I've also had the privilege, the I guess, privilege of being on teams that weren't. Um, so um, kind of that whole gamut, um, we, when I was a 10-year-old, um, my basketball team, as I was a 10-year-old basketball player, we won the state championship um, for the boys club. I've been on a team that finished third in the nation in college. Um, and so, I mean, I've, I've known what success is like. And so I began to think a little bit about those things in my life. And uh, this past week, I've had the privilege of kind of going through some of my sports stuff. And and I just, just this thought hit me of the things that I've learned from not only my life in sports and how that applies to, to my life in ministry, but just want to kind of share some of those thoughts with you. Paul says in this passage of Scripture, he, I think Paul was into sports a little bit um, based on some of the writings I see, especially as you get into 1 Corinthians here. He says that all the runners run. He says, don't, all the, don't, don't you know that in a race, all the runners run? Everybody runs, but only one person gets the prize. Run in such a way to get the prize. I'm going to give a little bit of kind of thing before I give the, the actual points of uh, tonight. The, the idea here of running in such a way to get a prize is, um, I think, very important because it talks about diligence. It talks about putting in the work. It talks about putting in the time. Um, you know, if, how many of you know that if I showed up at the track and field today and all of those track and field people have been running for months now, they've done indoor track and they're all in shape, plus they're about 30 years younger than I am at the high school. And if I showed up and just said, hey, I'm going to beat you, let's go. 
No training, no hard work, no diligence. How many of you know I'm barely going to make one lap if I even make that? I probably, the 100-yard dash, if it was like first base to second base, maybe. That's as far as I'm going to go, right? And, and so I think that's the same kind of mentality. There's so many people, I think, that when it comes to their walk with God, they want the easy way. They don't want to put in the effort. They don't want to put in the work. Don't want to make diligent about it. We just want the easy way of what that looks like. And so we show up in this, and Paul's saying sometimes we just show up like we can just win the race without even putting any effort in, and we're only kidding ourselves. He says, don't you know that in a race, all the runners run to get a prize? I like the win. That's one of my points here I'm going to make in a little bit. I like the win. Um, we were having this conversation, Pastor Eric and I, um, this, uh, even yesterday about winning. And uh, I never even like to let my kids beat me at shoots and ladders. You, you know what I'm saying? I, 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 you know, uh, call me a bad dad or whatever, but I, I'm, just, I'm just telling you, I, I wasn't going to let them win um, because I knew the day was coming when they'd win anyway, you, you know? And I had to take as advantage of as many wins as I could get before that day happened. Same thing playing basketball with my son. I knew the day was coming when, you know, I had a lot of girth on him whenever he was in the sixth, seventh, eighth grade. Then all of a sudden he got to high school and things changed. Because <laughs> at that point now he's six foot three and weighs more than I do. And, and how many of you know that's not a good combination playing one on one? So I would pinch and tickle and everything else and it just, you know, wouldn't work. <laughs> and I think sometimes we try to get into this race called. Life in this race called running a race for the prize that God set before us, and we don't remember that hey, there's some hard work that we have to put in it. This thing with Jesus isn't just easy. If you found that serving God is easy, I'd love to talk with you, and I would love to write your book because that has not been my experience, it's been arduous. It's been difficult at times. There have been highs and lows. But one thing has remained constant, his faithfulness to me. That no matter what I'm going through, no matter what I'm facing, if I will say, God, I am going after you. The Bible says when you seek him with most of your heart. When you seek him with some of your heart. When you do it half the time, when, whenever you're just kind of seeking whatever you feel like you want to. No, it's never been that. It's when you're seeking with all your heart that you find Him. And that due diligence thing, that's something that, uh, that's, that's one point that, that uh, I, I've learned that sports taught me, is that it takes hard work. If you want to win, it takes hard work and effort if, if you want to get the prize. And in my walk with God, the prize for me, now there may be theologians that differ on this, but for me the prize, a lot of people think it's that, that crown of glory in heaven. And I, I can probably see where you could see that, definitely. But for me, you know what the prize is? Knowing him more. The prize is having a closer relationship with him. Because if I have a closer relationship with him, you know what the byproduct of that is? I want to do more stuff for him. I want to do more stuff with him. And so 
if we're going to run with due diligence, if we're going to put in the hard work to get the prize, I'm telling you, if you'll put in the hard work, the prize is definitely worth it when it comes to that relationship you have with Jesus. Diligence, effort, hard work. Any thoughts on that before I move to the next thought? No? Did it that good, huh? All right. Well, the next thing I've learned is, um, is this. Um, it's the power of a team. The power of a team. Um, if you were to flip the page over to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. If you look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and if you were to begin reading in, in verse 12, he talks about the unity and diversity that's found in the body of Christ. Um, that we all, may, even though we play different parts and different roles, we all are on the same team. We work together. Um, if you skip down to verse 21, I'll kind of illustrate that a little bit. It says, The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. But on the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty, while our presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body and all the it's, and that its parts should have equal concern for each other. You know what that means? That means they work together as a unit, work together as a team. He said, the eye can't say to the hand, I don't need you. Think about your human body for just a minute. Now, if um, the eye can see a prize, but it can't grab it, right? I can see that phone, that's sitting right here on, on this lectern. But my eyes can't grab it. I can try all I want to, and my eyes are not going to pick up that phone. Now, if I was just hands and didn't have any part of the eye, I couldn't see the phone, but I could grab it, but I'd be grabbing at nothing, right? Because I couldn't see it. That's kind of the analogy he's trying to play here, is that we all need one another to work together as a unit. Henry Ford said it this way. It was, I think this is a really good quote. It says, coming together is a beginning. Staying together is progress. Working together is success. I think that's important. Team, power of team. And on a team, each person plays different roles. I remember my role, I played uh, basketball. Um, and my role was that of a shooter um, and somewhat ball handler. As you can see, I'm a little height challenged. And, uh, you know, if I got underneath with some big guy, we were in trouble because I could, I wasn't about to tickle him like I did my son. That would be a little weird. Um, but I could pinch and prod and poke. And um, my, my uncle, he was about six foot four, and he taught me all the tricky moves. Um, to get up underneath and poke somebody in the armpit and, 
you know, because you're smaller than they are and all those tricky kind of moves. He said, because when you do that kind of stuff, even though you're in a situation that maybe you're not comfortable in, you're still contributing to the team. And there are times in this thing called ministry, I've been put in situations that I wasn't real comfortable in. Been times I've put in, in things that, uh, and, and had things come across my path that, man, they were a little bit difficult. They were a little challenging. But it meant being part of the team, the body of Christ, working together. Um, and each one playing their role, each one doing what God's called them to do, moving forward with the kingdom of God. That team concept is, is important. Um, we call it unity. That's the Christianese term. We call it unity in the body. That effort of building together and as one unit playing together. There's one thing I noticed, um, and, and I believe it's even quoted this way. Um, a team working together can beat individual talent any day. A team working together will trump individual talent any day. And when the body of Christ gets together, and we start moving as a unit together and as a team that God has assembled. And, and I began to think of all the great things that God is doing in our church and, and the things that are happening and, and the importance of us to stay together as a team, to not let the devil do any kind of thing to, devise, to divide us, but to stay together and unified and each person making the right play, doing the things that they're supposed to do. Oh, man, that's an awesome thing. You think of a football game, you know, when the quarterback goes back and hands the ball to the running back and he runs in for a touchdown, a lot of times we praise the running back. Woo, that's a great run. How many of you know that if there weren't five guys up front blocking, he'd have been seven yards back eating grass? It's the team working together, each one doing their role. Um, I think team is a huge concept when you, when you think about um, us as a body of Christ moving forward. That's one thing sports taught me. Team is huge. Any thoughts? Tonight? We'll give you opportunity to discuss. We're not wanting just to hear me. Okay. Well, another thing that's important um, is this. The rewards of practice. I hated practice because we always ran in practice. Um, I remember the first day of practice, we never saw basketball for two weeks. Um, we ran and we ran and we ran. Um, but there's rewards for that. Uh, Proverbs twenty two twenty nine, it says this, See thou a man diligent in his business, he shall stand before kings. That idea of doing um, the practice, putting in the time. We talked about that a little bit earlier, that determination. It's important. Um, part of that is the determination of getting where you want to go, that practice, participating. Everybody shows up. You do what you're supposed to do, and you do your dil due diligence and determination. All right. Another thing, too, that I wanted to, to talk about, and this kind of fits in with the first one that we mentioned, um, is this idea of discipline. Discipline. Um, 
probably those that have been in the military could speak more highly of this than maybe I could, the importance of what discipline brings you. Um, you think about armies and you think about things that uh, um, take place in, in the armed forces and, and the importance because, you know, on a basketball floor, if, if somebody drops the ball or, or doesn't do what they're supposed to do, you know, you have a turnover. If it happens in a war, somebody gets killed. And so that idea of being disciplined and doing the task that's in front of you. Um, discipline is a huge deal. We talked about that last, uh, a couple months ago, the importance of spiritual disciplines in our life. And Pastor Eric did a, a great job with, with talking about the importance of praying, the importance of reading your Bible, the importance of doing the things that God's called us to do, those basic, um, we call them basic elementary teachings, Hebrews says, or those basic teachings of, of doing the things of God that we should do. How disciplined are we on the basic things? Paul said, told the, the uh, Hebrews, that, or the writer of Hebrews told this, um, he said, you know, you're on elementary teachings. You should be on meat, but you're over here with these elementary things. And you should be moving on to bigger things. But because you're not disciplined enough to do the elementary things, you can't move on to the more meatier things. And so the idea of when we're not disciplined in our life spiritually, it stunts our growth. When we're not disciplined in our life spiritually, it opens a door for us to allow things to come in, sin to come in. And then once sin gets in, oh my goodness, then it becomes, you know, we've talked about cancers tonight and the terrible things that they cause. But that becomes a spiritual type of cancer that has to be cut out and removed. I'm not talking about you necessarily being removed from the body, but the painful process of getting rid of that in your life. Spiritual discipline is so important. I can't stress that enough. Um, not only in your Bible reading and your prayer time. Um, it, we've talked about even last Sunday just talking about the idea of spiritual disciplines as it relates to witnessing, um, to telling others about Christ. I think that's a huge thing that we're, God's commissioned us to do. Um, it wasn't an option. It was a command. Um, the thing with Joshua, you remember Joshua, God told him in Joshua chapter 1 three times, he said, be strong and courageous. It wasn't like an option. It was a command. Joshua, you better be strong and courageous because if you're not, you're going to be hurting. It's going to be a difficult journey. We need to be courageous when it comes to our walk with God. We need to be walking in those spiritual disciplines in our life. And as you walk in spiritual disciplines, God will help you along the way. Um, win that prize. You know, somebody once asked me, you know, what's the secret of being close to God? And really, it comes down to the things that we tell everybody all the time. Pray and bury yourself in your word. You want to get close to God? Those are two things that I can tell you. Now, there's some other things that are peripheral. But if you'll do those two things, the other things will come natural. If you'll love God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbors yourself, yeah. And the crazy thing is even about that commandment is if you'll do the first one, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, 
the byproduct is that you will love your neighbor as yourself. It just happens. But you never get there without discipline. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're the ones that make it hard. I honestly do. I think we're the ones that make prayer hard. I, you know, I, I think some people say, I'm not adequate, I can't pray, I don't know how to pray. Prayer is just no more different than what I'm doing to you right now. Just talking. It's communication. You don't, God's not expecting you to pray in beautiful King James. He's not expecting you to be somebody you're not. He created you who you are, and He just wants to hear from you. That's what prayer is. I think we made, um, I, I remember whenever um, devotions, I was saved, I shared Sunday, I was saved as a teenager. And as a teenager, devotions are a little tough. I'm just being honest. They're, they were hard to do. I didn't know where to start. I didn't know what to do. And there are some adults that are like that too. Um, but as a teenager, I didn't know where to start. I didn't know what, what to read. And, you know, just to be honest, there was a time and I just read it and checked. Wasn't reading it for what I could get to know about God. I was just reading it to check it. Now, I'm sure that some some point, some of that got in me. I'm not, not that naive to think it didn't. But at the same time, it seemed more arduous than it did easy. And then all of a sudden, I got to Bible college, and it just was like a whole new level. I'm like, God's really like that? And then I began to open Scripture and had to read it. Even if I had to read it for class, I'm like reading Scripture. I'm like seeing a whole different light of it. And I, you know, I, I pray that, that that becomes the norm. I wanted that to be the norm in my life. Because, you know, Bible college only lasts for a while. You know, I've had some training in doing that kind of stuff and, and that kind of thing. But setting yourself to the discipline of opening up the Word and reading it and praying through it, that was something I learned that was invaluable to me. That it wasn't just words on a page, but I began praying through the Word of God. And as I began to read a verse, as I began to read a chapter, as I began to read a book, you begin to pray. No matter how much of that you read, as you begin to grow and, and the discipline begins, that, that you'll notice that becoming more and more in your life. Um, but what I, when I started, and even to where I am now, as I begin to read, what I want to do is I pray before, and I stop, sometimes I'll even stop and pray during. God, what are you speaking to me here? God, what's this saying to me? What, what are you trying to tell me here today? What, what can you show me today about you? What can you show me today that, that I need to hear? And it becomes more than just, check, it becomes God, I'm paying attention, and I want to know. The last thought tonight, and I know that uh, time is getting away from us, but uh, the last thought was like I, what I started with. Um, win. I like the win. Um, the joy of winning, I guess I would put at that point. Um, the joy of winning. I love to win. Like I said earlier, I'm not a, I, I don't like to lose. I'm mellowed out a lot. Um, my younger days, I did not like to lose. And I wasn't mean about it, and I wasn't terrible about it, but um, I, I remember um, there were times when if I would lose, I'm like, okay, just don't talk to me for about a half an hour. 
I'll, I'll be fine. Just leave me alone. Let me be to myself, and I'll be fine. Now, it's okay. I played golf this week, and I lost, and I'm good with that. You know, it just kind of happens, you know, and, and that's okay. Um, but when it comes to when I like to win, though. I still like to win. Um, we're playing games, and um, we played, uh, my son was home last week, and we played video games, played a football video game. I like to win. I'm ahead. I'm running up the score because I like to win, right? Um, and so you bring that thought process, some of it healthy, some of it not. <laughs> um, but, but that idea of, of winning and, and winning when it comes to the Lord is, is that closeness and that relationship that you have with God. But there's some things that I, I know about winning is this. Um, winners are willing to change. Now, I'm not talking about the Word of God changing. I'm talking about me changing. I have to understand that if I'm going to win in this race, I've got to be willing to change. Me. I've got to be willing to change me. Um, you can't just keep doing the same old, same old all the time. You can't just keep your life going and, and not um, deal with things that are in you. All of us, as we have said before, even on Sundays, different times, all of us struggle with different things, and we have to get to the place where we're not just satisfied where we are, but we have to keep willing to change. And part of that change is becoming more Christ-like. That's the change. That change of, man, I, I, I used to be this person, and now I'm evolving more like Christ, more and more like Jesus. And that's the point where we have to get to. That's what winners do. Winners are willing to change. They're willing to, to allow themselves to be put underneath the microscope by the Holy Spirit, if you will, and say, God, whatever's in this that's keeping me from winning, I want to get rid of it because I want the prize, the prize being a closer walk with you. So if there's something here that's holding me back, if there's something in here that's holding me down, I want to fix it. I don't want to just keep going and doing what I'm doing. Hey, let's pray. Father, tonight we thank you, Lord, for the fact that you do. Um, your word says this. Jesus, you said that take my yoke upon you. Cast your cares on me, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. God serving you is not meant to be arduous as far as what we do is our walk with you. It should be a pleasure to serve you. God, as you begin to unveil yourself to us, I pray that our heart would be more wanting to go after you, that you would speak to our hearts. God, I want to be so, the, I want to win the prize. The prize for me is a closer walk with you. The prize for me is to get so close to you, God, that, uh, that it, I'm becoming more like Jesus every day. That's what I want. And I pray that's what we all want here tonight. Help us, God, to be disciplined. Help us, God, to uh, understand that we are in this as a team. We all do our, our part, and we, we do the kingdom work together. But, God, there's also a price to pay. There's, we want to win. If we want to win, there's things we have to do. God, I pray you help us tonight. Be with us, Lord, as, as we go through this, this uh, week. I pray, God, that you would give us um, a resolve in our mind 
God, that we're not going to give up. We're not going to quit. We're going to keep moving forward. We're going to keep doing things that it takes, God, to get to the place where you want us to be. We're going to um, we're going to um, pray. We're going to seek after you. We're going to read our word. We're going to witness. We're going to share our account of what you've done in our life. God, I challenge our hearts to do those things. God, to grow in you. We thank you, Lord, tonight. We give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen.